The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're ever in the Chicagoland area, please stop by. We would love for you to worship with us. You can go to our website www.cutemple.org that's www.cutemple.org to get more information about the church etc cetera, etc cetera. stop by check it out also make sure you uh click on the tab that says multimedia so you can see old sermons and uh, hear music from the Christ Universal Temple Sunday worship services We're in the midst of a series titled Open Your Mind and Be Healed, which is based upon the book Open Your Mind and Be Healed by Johnny Coleman. And this is a very powerful book. It's not that large, not that big. It's only around 90 pages or so, but it's power packed with principles that can practically help your life. This is the second show or episode on this book, and we're in the second chapter. And the second chapter is titled The Faith Factor. And it starts off with a story. And I, by the way, before I read the story, I want to make sure that everyone knows that you can actually get this book. Make sure that you get the book. Make sure you go online or call the Christ Universal Temple Bookstore or uh, go to the publisher. Make sure you get this book and add it to your collection. All right. So chapter two starts with a story. It says the story is told of a doctor who had a lawyer for a patient. The lawyer was plagued with migraine headaches. The doctor prescribed some pills to be kept at all times in his breast pocket. Whenever the lawyer felt an oncoming attack, he would take one of the little pills. Immediately, his pain would dissipate. One day, the lawyer was involved in a very notable case. He had to be focused, placid, and alert. At the beginning of the trial, of all times, he felt a headache coming on. He knew that he could not afford a delay of any kind. As usual, he reached into his pocket, got his pill, and swallowed it. Like clockwork, the pain vanished. Later in the day, he returned to his office. As he was examining some documents, he discovered a mistake on one of them. The mistake just needed to be erased and all would be fine. He always kept the small eraser end of a pencil in his pocket for incidents such as this. Much to his surprise, when he reached into his pocket, the eraser was not there, but the little pill was. He had swallowed the eraser, and the eraser had worked as well as the little pill had. Why? He believed that the pill would stop his headache pain, because he believed without a doubt that it would work, it did. It was not the pill or the eraser that facilitated the remedy. It was the faith he placed in either thing that did the work. And that's a very powerful story because it talks about what we call the placebo effect. And I would suggest that you go online, Google the word or the term placebo effect and see how it's actually done, how they would give someone um, 
allegedly some medicine that's not really medicine, but most of the time it's like a sugar pill or something like that, something that is not a treatment for the disorder. But based upon the belief and expectation of the person, it can have effects that mimic the actual medicine or sometimes outperform it. Now, it's a lot of, uh, you know, theories about why placebo works or doesn't work for some people. But I think that we have to ask ourselves a powerful question. If it works for some, why doesn't it work, work for all? That's one. And the second question would be, if if it can work for me or if it can work for you, then is it possible that it can work for everybody? See, we're, you know, we're all basically made of the same quote unquote stuff with spirit, soul, body. So what is it that activates the ability for something to work in my life and not in, in, in another person's life? And this is why we're talking about faith today, faith, belief, expectation. Now, faith includes those things, but faith transcends those things as well. Why? Because faith is a spiritual faculty, but belief activates the faith. I want to make sure that's clear. Belief activates the faith. Without your belief, the faith power doesn't kick in in a way that it needs to. Now, Reverend Coleman starts off the chapter after the story on page 29 with some very powerful statements. She states, quoting Charles Fillmore, faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance, the power to do the seemingly impossible, which is a very powerful statement. When we say the perceiving power to perceive means to see power means the ability. So faith is the seeing ability of the mind linked or connected to the ability, power to shape or mold substance. So faith sees and then it is linked with the power to shape. Shape our lives into that which is being perceived. She also goes, uh, she also wrote that faith is absolute certainty. Faith is trust without reservation. And I thought about that, like absolute certainty. I know that I know that I know. What is it that you know? It could be God is the source of my supply. It could be God is the health of my body. God is the peace of my mind or in my mind. Absolute certainty. When you won't be moved. Now, I'm not talking about absolute certainty and religious doctrine because some people have absolute certainty and religious doctrine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about absolute certainty that says that two right angles make a triangle. Absolute certainty that two plus two always equals four on the moon, on the planet Saturn, on Pluto, two plus two equals four. Because that's based upon the principles of mathematics. The principles of music are the principles of music everywhere. In your house, in my house, in another country, etc. Because they're principles. So that's the absolute certainty that she's writing about. That we are spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Therefore, there's an absolute certainty to God as law. She goes on to write, faith is trust without reservation. In other words, I'm like, yeah, I believe. But, you know, uh, sort of like that man who wrote, uh, who said in the scriptures to Jesus when his son needed a healing and Jesus asked him, do you believe? He said, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help. My unbelief. He knew that his faith wasn't where it needed to be. I love how uh, the Aramaic Bible scholar Rocco Erico translates that scripture from uh, the Aramaic Peshitta text. He writes that in Aramaic it states that the man said to Jesus, uh, I believe, help my little faith. 
In other words, he just had just enough faith to believe it was possible, but not to go all the way through with it. Help my little faith. That's really what he was saying. Now, the book goes on to say, well, she quotes Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 from the King James Version. And it reads, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, think about what that's saying to you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, we have a caller online, so let me let him in. Uh, Reverend Bobby is online. Reverend, are you there? Are you there? Okay. I don't know. Maybe something happened with the call. Reverend Bobby? Okay, we'll come back. All right, beautiful. Okay, we had a a technical difficulty, so I'm going to keep on flowing. Let me know when he's back. So the Bible states that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It just means that before it ever shows up as evidence, it is the substance of the thing in your mind. It is already in your consciousness. You see it. You feel it. You expect it. You are it. That's what faith does. Faith gives you the ability to navigate through life regardless of the appearances. Because you're seeing a different reality for yourself. I'm not talking about being delusional. Because I think there's a difference between delusion and faith. What I'm saying is faith is a spiritual faculty that transcends the human experience. Please understand that. And when you are walking in faith, there are other things that go along with that process. Now, those who walk in great faith sometimes are considered delusional initially or originally. You know, it's like, well, we don't see what this person sees. We don't see their vision, et cetera, et cetera. When you have great faith, Your faith can become contagious to others. And then they'll start to see somewhat of what you see, not exactly what you see, but somewhat of what you see. Nobody can ever clearly see what you see because it's in your consciousness. So we're going to try Reverend Bobby again. Reverend Bobby, are we live now? Are you there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. I don't I don't know what's going on with the connection. So I'm going to get back to teaching. Maybe hold on, uh, Reverend Bobby, while you're out there. If we can't get you, we'll see if we can fix this and make sure that we get your call. Back to the book. Reverend Coleman states at the end of that paragraph, faith is the power to focus on God the good. Faith is the power to focus on God, the good. What are we focusing on? What gets our attention? What keeps our attention? In other words, because this book is about healing, when you're working with your healing, you have to keep your mind stayed on God. That doesn't mean you don't go to the doctor. That doesn't mean you don't take whatever you're supposed to be prescribed until you you don't need to. I can't say. That's between you and your own indwelling spirit and your choices and your physician. I don't want to get involved with that process because that's an individual decision. What I can say is this. Faith is keeping your focus on God and how God shows up in your experience because God can show up in your experience as as the intelligence that that allows you to catch something that you didn't realize was going on in your body. Now you got something to put your powerful spiritual energy on to activate the life of God within you at a higher level so it can flow, heal, and transform that alleged malady in your body. Now, Reverend Coleman goes on and writes on page 29, the healing that you are seeking is ready and waiting for you. Can you accept that? The healing that you are seeking is ready. Ready in what way? As potential. As possibility. Ready and waiting for you. 
waiting for you to what? Call it forth. Well, scripture says when Apostle Paul writing, uh, calling forth those things that be not as though they were. That's the faith. Recognizing as he wrote in the, uh, the epistle of Roman to the Romans. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And really working with what that means. She goes on to write to exercise your faith means to direct your attention to God. We've talked about that already. To God. You are impregnated with health, wholeness and energy. It's already there within you. You don't have to go somewhere to get your wholeness, but you have to evolve it. You have to reveal it to yourself. You have to express it. It says, she writes, faith is the go power in you. I would also say that that's also zeal. So she's connected to an extent faith and zeal. Because zeal is your go power. The life principle or the life faculty or the God as life in you through you as you waits patiently for you to rev it up with faith. In other words, I talked about last week about turning turning on the faucet or turning the faucets all the way up and letting that water flow out. The spout. Your the your your life, your three-dimensional life is the spout through which the goodness of God expresses. You control the faucet. Your faucet, the knobs of the faucet are your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings. So I don't know what's going on yet again. I know I got this call that's trying to come through, but we're we're a couple of minutes from our first break, so we're not going to do that. We'll try to wait until after the break is over to get Reverend Bobby in again. Hopefully he has availability to do that. But while I have you here, before we go forward in the book, I want to cover a couple of things. One, this show has a Facebook page, and I would like you to go on Facebook, like Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure that um, you, you know, like the page and if you think it's worthy, share it with others. That's my request. And when you see the different things that I post on the page, like it. What, why does that, what does that do? It lets other people know that you're connected to on social media, what you're liking. They might read something like it and decide to follow the show or, or follow the page and, and then they're getting positive messages, spiritual messages delivered to them on a daily basis. Also, remember that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are uh, is supported by your donations. So if you're listening to this via podcast at a later date, make sure you go on Unity Online Radio's website. Uh, you can go to uh, unity.fm, I believe. And click on the donate button to help support this online ministry that is transforming people's lives. So many people are blessed by the various shows that this ministry, this online ministry offers that we probably couldn't count it. So we want to make sure that we get this message out to all people, that it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy and prosperous life. You know, that's the UFBL statement of faith. And if you want to read the rest of those, you can go to UFBL.org because I call the UFBL statements of faith, the Universal Foundation for Better Living states uh, statements of faith uh, or what we call what we believe, the promise of new thought. Now, we're coming up toward our first break. So when we come back, obviously, uh, hopefully we'll have this call thing worked out. You could call the station at 888-558-6400. 898885586489 we'll be right back with truth transforms Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics giving to the network is now easier than ever simply text unity radio to 72727 from your smartphone you can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support.
jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous, and at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, we're in the midst of the series Open Your Mind and Be Healed by Johnny Coleman. And now we're on the bottom of page 29. Reverend Coleman wrote, faith is to an idea what soil is to a seed. Faith is an idea in divine mind embodying hope, trust, belief, and expectancy. Again, an idea in divine mind embodying hope, trust, belief, and expectancy. So when you have faith, you have all of these things. You have all of these things. And that's something that we need to be mindful of, you know. You know, the the hope, the hope the you know, uh, one of the ways you can say gospel in uh, a good news or gospel, et cetera, is not hope is is the we say the good news. Uh, Rocco Erico sometimes translates it as the joyful expectation. Now, this is a joyful expectation to knowing that we are one with and expressions of the one source, the one life, the one mind, the the one power, the one presence we call God. Reverend Coleman goes on to write on page 30, faith sees, faith perceives the possibility of the result long before there is any visible sign. Faith perceives or sees the possibility of the result. Faith sees the outcome before there's any evidence. That's what makes faith so powerful. Faith allows you to live in a different paradigm. Faith allows you to transcend your current experience. It goes on. She goes on to write. Faith is the ability in you to see the condition healed regardless of what is being manifested. So faith sees your healing before your body shows it. Faith perceives the spiritual you, the whole you, the complete you, the spiritual you. She writes, faith is your spiritual eye. It looks within and perceives the good in the midst of the appearance. So faith allows you to work with spiritual things. You can't work with the ideas of spirit with your intellect alone. You can't physically handle ideas. Faith allows you to work with the spiritual. Not just the collection of data, which is good. We need data. We need all the information and and accumulated uh, knowledge that we can get our hands on. But 
spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. And faith gives us the ability to work with the ideas of God. Now, a few months back, I taught a series titled How to Use the 12 Gifts from God. And part of that series was for us to understand that we have spiritual faculties to help us work with and express spiritual things. That's key. It's really key for us to understand what's going on. Now, what's important out of that process is this. The more we work with our spiritual faculties, the stronger they become. That's key. Reverend Coleman goes on to write, faith knows. Faith is more than idle hoping or believing. Faith is more than idle. In other words, idle hoping is, you know, just, you know, daydreaming or wishing things were were better. So we need to be mindful of that. Now, the phone lines are back up. So I don't know if Reverend Bobby's still out there, but if you are, uh, try calling us again at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Or if someone else wants to call, please make sure you do so. All right. Back to the book. She writes, faith knows the truth that God's outpouring of himself is irrepressible, infinite, and absolute. When you are consciously aware of this, your faith grows courageously and trusts God to get the best out of the worst. Mm. So faith knows. So this means to an extent that faith is working with understanding. Another spiritual gift. Because understanding is the power of knowing. See, these disciples or or faculties work together in metaphysical Bible interpretation. The disciples of Jesus represent or symbolize inner spiritual faculties. And he would send the disciples out at least two at a time, which means that faith doesn't necessarily have to work alone. Faith can work with understanding. Faith works with imagination. Faith can work with strength. Or you perceive a thing, but now you have to stand on what you perceive. That's, that takes strength. Strength stabilizes faith. It helps you withstand temptation. So these are some of the things we need to work with. Faith working with life can help heal the body. Faith working with love is the, uh, symbolized in the st- book of Acts when Peter representing faith and John representing love talked to the man who couldn't walk and he spoke the word meaning Peter and the man was able to uh, receive a healing that's talking about how faith and love work together for the healing of the body so the idea is to work with these faculties if you're new to this show make sure you go back and listen to the series how to use your 12 gifts from God It's really important for you to understand what you have inside of you. It's really beneficial to know that you are more than what you see in the mirror. You're more than what the the doctor can detect with medical science. You are literally, literally the divine expression of God. All right. Back to the book. It goes on to write. She goes on to write. Faith is your spiritual fingers. It reaches into the spiritual realm and lifts your eyes above all material things and points to the spirit as the source of all. So, again, it allows you to navigate spiritual things. Again, spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. Reverend Coleman goes on to write, faith grows. As your faith grows, your mental images change from bondage to liberty. From darkness to light, from sickness to health, from poverty to abundance. So faith helps your imagery change. It helps your mental images change because now your thinking is based upon faith and thinking is imaging. Your images are based on faith instead of the appearances or your past or your culture or your economic status or what's currently going on in your body. Faith sees beyond that. 
So she writes, the more faith we practice, the more faith we have. Use is the law of increase. Understand, faith is not something you have or do not have. The choice is only to use it or not. When in doubt, faith is out. Now, what's really key in this paragraph is the statement, use is the law of increase. Anything you use, anything you do more of, you enhance, you increase. Use is the law of increase. So, if you wonder why something isn't going away, but it's something that may, you keep dwelling on, thinking about, feeling, saying, and doing, then you should expect it to increase. You should expect it to increase. This is why I'm a big believer in telling people, if they're open to it, to not give people what I call organ recitals every time they have a health issue. You know, people love you and all that. I get that. But sometimes they want you to rehash the medical condition over and over and over and over again. And it's impressing the subconscious mind with more feeling every time you say it. And the people have their responses. Oh, my God. How you deal with this, et cetera, et cetera. And what ends up happening is and many times it's getting cemented in your subconscious mind. I remember telling uh, uh, a woman in the hospital to, you know, if she was open to it, discuss her medical condition only with the medical uh, doctors and nurses, whoever needed to know, and her husband. And she said, well, what do I tell people if they're if they ask me what's going on? I said, well, what do you want to tell them? And she couldn't she couldn't come up with an answer. So I said, well. I said, try this on. See if you like it. When people ask you for updates, tell them, I'm working on my healing. Because what that does is because this person was being asked over and over again about their health condition. By affirming, I'm working on my healing, it was reinforcing it in her mind that that's what she was actually doing. Well, what are the doctors saying now? Uh, You know, they're saying a lot of stuff, but I'm working on my healing. Well, what's the prognosis? You know, they're saying what they have to say, but I'm working on my healing. Well, how long do you have to be in the hospital? You know, I don't know, but while I'm here, I'm working on my healing. Well, how long do you have to stay off of work? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm working on my healing. I'm working on my healing. I'm working on my healing. You say, well, well, that's not being, you know, factual well, it is being factual you are working on your healing just because a person wants to know your business does not mean you have to tell it and you have to decide if it matters to you or not that talking about something over and over again as a current experience in your life is beneficial to your mental well-being And you having to go through the emotional responses and seeing people that you love go through the fear and the doubt and the concern helps you as well. Now, I'm not saying that people who don't know, who should know and who have vested interest in helping you um, should know what's going on. But everybody. Now, if you can detach to the point to where you can say what you have to say and you're completely detached from that process to the God be the glory. But most people aren't, and you have to decide what's best for you. I'm working on my healing. I'm working on my healing. Now, and then make sure you are working on your healing, doing the prayer work, doing the affirmative prayer, doing the meditation, doing your studying, and make your life about your wholeness. Because use is the law of increase. Can I keep my mind completely centered on my healing? Now, your healing can come any ways. It might work through the doctor, the medicine, the surgery, the treatment. I don't know. It can work completely through spiritual and mental means. I don't know. It can work through the combination of both. Just be open to your healing. 
as a possibility. Don't give up. Don't give up. I want you to Google a man. Um, what's his name? Terry McBride. You can look him up on YouTube. T-E-R-R-Y-M-C-B-R-I-D-E. Look up his story. He wrote a book called The Hell I Can't. That's the name of the book, The Hell I Can't. Because he was had a, a serious illness as a young man that totally, um, I mean, just totaled his life. I mean, he had multiple surgeries. He had, you know, things done physically to him that when I hear his story, it still amazes me. He can tell his story now because he's received his overcoming and he uses the story to let people know it's possible that they can be healed. If you go on YouTube, he has some lessons on there where he talks about his story, Terry McBride and the science of mind or Terry McBride, something. And he tells his story of his healing. And in the book, obviously he explains it in more detail, but the point of it is this. He never gave up on his healing. And when the doctors told him that he could never recover and he had to have these experiences in his body that would not allow his body to function as a young man properly anymore, um, with his back, with his with internal organs, with his legs, etc., he told them, the hell I can't. When the psychologist told him that he had to accept it, what was, was, and And he needed to learn how to get a mental handle around dealing with his handicaps. He told them he was going to get a healing. And when they told him he couldn't, he said, the hell I can't. That attitude pushed him through because he kept saying, I'm reading these books, these new thought books. And they're telling me that I could get a healing. I don't. And I remember being in that space as a young man who almost made a transition from a a severe asthma attack, never had an asthma attack before, in the hospital, three weeks going to CUT, and hearing a doctor tell me, you know, that I almost died. And I'm saying in my mind, this can't be. And telling my mother, because I brought my books to the hospital with me. Mom, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want to. So every time I hear Terry McBride's story, it reminds me of my own. Telling my mother at age 20, these books say I don't have to have this if I don't want it. I don't want to live a life where I, I, I my breathing is restricted and I have all these inhalers and medicines and all this stuff they were telling me I had to have for the rest of my life. So I literally saw uh, Terry McBride speaking. We were at the, uh, the International Thought Alliance Congress, 99th Congress last year. And when he told his story, I started crying because it connected me back to that which brought me through. See, the beauty of Reverend Coleman, like anyone else who's ever had a healing testimony, is this. It inspires you to know that since God is no respecter of persons, if it happened for them, if it happened for Terry McBride, if it happened for me, if it's happened for countless people that I personally know, it can happen for you. You can be healed. You can have your breakthrough. And and as Johnny writes about later in the book with the woman with the issue of blood, I'm not, she just said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And the hem of the garment is within you. If I could just get a realization, if I could just get a hold of what this faith and life and spirituality means, I can be healed. Don't let go. I can be prospered. Don't let go. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. It's time for our second break. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Now available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world in all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With YouPray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. 
With YouPray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. YouPray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free YouPray app and links to download, visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, the phone lines are up, so if anyone wants to make a call, you can, 888-558-6489, 888- 558-6489. And yet again, I want to say for probably the fifth time, make sure you get this book, Open Your Mind to Be Healed by Johnny Coleman. You want this book in your library. If you're working with a healing right now, a healing need, this is a book that you can read to help support that process as you do your prayer work, as you do your meditation work, as you do your other study work, as you're speaking the word, as you're doing what you need to do physically, you know, you might read this and spirit leads you to say, go walk around the block, you know, once a day and you get up and do that. And it might be a struggle, but you're doing it. And something that is unrelated to that particular thing through the process of, of working up and working with your faith and, and moving the body and whatever, you never know. Next thing you know, something gets healed and you didn't even know it needed to be healed. Or didn't see how walking around the block could help that process. You see, that's how spirit works. It'll say something to you that you would think, well, what does this have to do with that? And it all connects together. Sometimes we don't see how spirit connects the dots. But since obedience is better than sacrifice, nobody's saying suffer in silence. We're saying uh meaning spiritual teachers, leaders, mentors, etc., that when you learn to trust the whisperings of the still small voice within you, which does not mean that it's a voice. It can mean that it's inspiration. It could be an intuitive feeling. It could be a voice. Who knows? It could come as your own thoughts. It can come as hunches. It can come as streams of thoughts. However that comes, when you know that that's your inner guidance, you got to follow it. Sometimes it'll wake you up in the middle of the night. Write this down. Do this, do this, do that, et cetera. Write this letter. Send this email. Call this person. You don't know why. Get up and go look for this in your closet. You think you're looking for some one thing, and it's actually something else that you're looking for that you were really there to find. You just don't know. Follow the guidance. All right. The book goes on to Right, and she uh, she writes about, or she quotes the Living Bible's version of Mark eleven twenty two twenty four about Jesus telling the mountain to be moved. And she writes, "Poor health is a mountain that has too too many of us. Excuse me, has too many of us believing that it cannot be removed. Poor health is a mountain that has too many of us believing that it cannot be removed. Every person is created spiritually perfect. 
The seeming imperfections and appearances are not reality. Now, remember, reality means the spiritual you. The spiritual you, that which is is eternal, permanent, unchangeable. She says, under your physical body is the real you. Well, I would I wouldn't use the word under. I would use beyond personally. Beyond your physical body is the real of you because it's not under or above or behind or in front of. It just, it just transcends it. You know, in other words, you can't poke and find your the Christ in you. It's not in your liver. Even with the 12 power symbology, when it talks about the Christ uh, mind becoming active at the crown of the head, that's just a point of awareness. That has nothing to do with this is where the Christ is. So beyond your physical body is the real you. Perfect, whole, and complete. You express in your body what you believe. Now, that's a controversial statement, especially when people come here with, you know, uh, abnormalities at birth, et cetera, et cetera. But what she's trying to get across is this. The, the, well, first of all, that's a soul level of teaching that I would have to do a whole shows on and just to scratch the surface of what that believes because I don't have answers for all of that. I do know that the soul precedes the body and it transcends it. So we come here working through experiences or picking up experiences that we need for our own soul informant. So what we call abnormalities, diseases, and et cetera, that a person might be born with might be something that that soul is working with, working through for, for various reasons. I don't know. I'm comfortable in saying that. But I do know that we shouldn't necessarily automatically call it bad, evil, or wrong because we don't know. But I, but what I am saying is that if with God all things are possible, with God all things are possible. Can it be transcended? Is that possible? Yes. The limit of what that means, I don't know because I don't believe in a God of limit. Do we understand how to break those supposed limitations yet? I would say we don't know how to do that. We haven't even scratched the surface. We have no idea. What we do know is there's a principle to it, and if the more we understand the principle, the more we'll be able to do. The principle of aerodynamics always existed, but it took the Wright brothers building that small plane that only got off the ground for that minute, minute and a half, or however long it was, to actually break, or excuse me, to really utilize the principle of aerodynamics but the principle has been around since forever if under certain circumstances you can make a a physical object fly even as gravity is pushing it down that's a principle and we get on planes all the time and don't realize the miracle of what it means for a plane to fly so The more we understand the principle of aerodynamics, the better we can utilize it. The more we understand the principles of spirit, the better we can utilize the principles of spirit in our lives for healing, for prosperity, for peace of mind, for success, for well-being, for relationships, for everything. But because we primarily associate ourselves as physical beings, we tend to have the physical experience first. Now, Joseph Murphy talks about what he calls the law of average averages. And basically what this means is that in the human experience, in what we call the race consciousness or the universal collective human belief system, everyone is born into this context of what it means to be a human being. And certain people out of, in this context show up with, Various experiences, what some call good, some call bad. We call he calls that the law of averages. That means that you know certain human things are supposed to happen in the human experience. So to transcend it, we have to have a belief system that is beyond what it means to be an average human being. I'm not gonna get into great detail in the law of averages. I'm trying to remember the book that he, several books he wrote about it. And Joe Goldsmith calls it the uh, universal moral belief system. He talks about how your spirituality can help you transcend certain circumstances. He he talks about statistics. 
people can get up in the morning and tell you based upon averages how many people will die of this, this, and this, car accidents and all that type of stuff. He says your consciousness has to be to the point where it transcends that stuff. And if you are living um, even 10 or 15% beyond the average level of human consciousness, how much stuff are you transcending? A lot. Then think about a Jesus level or, or a Buddha level. What, how much stuff did they transcend? Think about some of the people who, are, who have come out of what we call extreme, extremely horrible conditions, yet they transcended, transcended it. Think about what it meant to be at a space, a mental space to where you literally see love and see oneness and see humanity. And then what the world says was a tragedy doesn't have to be a tragedy because Martin Luther King might have lived only 39 years, but he made those 39 years count because he reached a level of consciousness that very few people see when it came to the oneness of humanity. As he told people, I've been to the mountaintop. I might not get that with you, but I've seen it. He was there already. He, he went to a place in consciousness that most people never visit in lifetime or lifetimes. Something to think about. All right. Then she tells a story in the book about uh, Reverend Delarice's healing, which I think is a really great story, and another healing about a gentleman in her congregation. And, you know, make sure that you read those. I'm jumping to page 43 really quickly because I'm running out of time here. She writes on page 43, I know that God is a healer. The only action that you need to take is to have faith in God. Your faith is your ability to say yes to God. Faith is your ability to say yes to God. We've said yes to a lot of stuff, but are we saying yes to God? She goes on in the last paragraph on that page. She writes, you have all the faith that you will ever have. And so do I. When you are when you are centered in faith, fear disappears. When you are centered in faith. So, you know, when you're scared, the faith isn't fully developed. Faith allows you to transcend that fear. Love does the same thing, by the way, because scripture says there is no fear in love for perfect love cast out fear. Which it tells us anytime we walk the journey with an awareness of who we are spiritually, we transcend the fear factor. All right. And then she goes on and tells the story about the woman with the issue of blood, which I talked about somewhat already. And she closes with um, lyrics to a song on page 47, which I think, you know, this song is beautiful because it's, the words are, I have the faith that sees the invisible, receives the impossible, faith that can conquer anything, faith that uproots my problems, faith to know that God can solve them, faith to vision my freedom. I have the faith that can conquer anything. Faith that uproots your problems. Faith to know that God can solve them. Faith to vision your freedom. I have the faith that can conquer anything. Faith to reach the unreachable. Faith to fight the unbeatable. Faith to see the invisible. I have the faith that can conquer anything. This is a song, I don't know who originally wrote it, but this is a song that our choir sings at Christ Universal Temple. And it has impact because it reminds us that I already have the faith to do these things. I don't have to go somewhere to get it. No religion can give or take away your faith. We've substituted the word faith as if it's a religion, like a person asks you, what is your faith? Your faith is in your system of beliefs. Your faith is your spiritual power to say yes to God and your good. We've now run out of time. I'm going to remind you that next week I will not have a live show. We'll play an encore because I'm taking off. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So I'll be with you live in two weeks. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep letting God 
transform your life. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought, fear, or belief is keeping you from being happy? Let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become. Let go of the past. Release regret and resentment, and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve. This moment of inspiration was brought to you by Reverends Richard Mirage and Richard Rogers, hosts of Spiritual R&R. For more spiritual insight, join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. 
follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.